And then I start trying to hit him with my good hand. And that's when my friend Aaron stands up above us and goes, Nathan, it's Christmas! <laughs> People are from the bar are walking by, Jesus Christ, I think I went to middle school with that guy. Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, a show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. And I'm CJ Sullivan. And each week here on the Blackout Diaries, we'll have a different theme when it comes to the debauchery and drinking stories. And this week is admonishment, public admonishment. Oh, love it. Yeah. One word, <laughs> you know, right. just tell us. Collective, tell us. right. Listen, this is awake. <laughs> yeah, get a grasp. Come on. I love this is it. I like what I call like prepositional <laughs> admonishments where you just name the place or the right. time you're at. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, because reasoning personally yeah. <laughs> yeah. reason is not going to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we have Nate Craig with us, longtime yeah. friend and uh, partner, of course, an old visitor's locker room guy. And he's got a hilarious story about getting in a fight on Christmas Eve. So Christmas has a lot of and just a whole town of people admonishing him for right. this fight. <laughs> um, well, I'm sorry. What were you saying there, CJ? No, no. I was just going. I was just yeah. saying. That Chris, Christmas has a as a. Uh, it seems like a very popular. Come on, guys. Kind of a drink. It is. There's yeah, a. There's a lot. There's a lot more into that. Mm-hmm. Right, we'll get into more Christmas stories, but uh, but it doesn't have to be all that. And like we have, we'll get into some of those personal stories. Um, Sean, I know you uh, wanted to tell you real quick about this story. It was kind of fun. Um, and, you know, I do that other gambling podcast show, and then the football yes. season started. They, they 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 threw me on the XFL. You know, you're on the XFL beat. Yeah, yeah, the XFL beat. So I do a show with that. I do picks with that. Kind of learning as I go. You know, diving into it, but I like it. You know, it's fun. It's kind of like a sure. It's a fun it, league. Know, it's a minor league for football, whatever. It's yeah. fun. You know, it's mm-hmm. American dream. People still keep keeping that dream alive, you know, playing, playing, uh, whatever. But anyway, but, you know, it's more fan friendly, obviously, the league, because, you know, they have, to, they have a lot of hurdles to get over. Mainly mm-hmm. 20 years ago with Vince McMahon and he like, you know, like raw, like fucking like you could, I think they had a thing where you could like webcam into the cheerleaders room or something. It was just horrible. <laughs> like it was obviously wrestling. So they're trying to legitimize himself, you know, and, and, and the rock owns this year's rendition. He's trying to distance himself, obviously, from anything wrestling. From the Vince you know? McMahon days. From the Vince McMahon days. And, uh, yeah. but it's a cheaper game, you know, fan friendly. And there's a team I think you would like the, uh, the Washington DC defenders. And the DC, because okay. the DC fans, the real football fans, as they claim, they've been starving for football for years because the Redskins or Commanders, whatever I mean, have priced them out. They hate the owner, you know. They've, oh yeah. They've pretty much abandoned that team, but there's a whole fan base there, and they have this thing, and they play in this like little soccer stadium where it's only like fifteen thousand people, but it's awesome. So it's just it's it's got like a soccer vibe to it. Where they're they're uh-huh. shooting off flares and stuff. But they have this thing called the beer snake there that they're very prideful in. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm familiar with it. So they'll do that in the bleachers at Wrigley Field. Sure. Now, sure. I don't know if they get it up to the level that I heard about happened at this XFL. Yeah, Washington yeah, does you, like you, it's you, an entire you, you section. You chain all your empty beers together, and yes. then you sort of move it around the crowd. Correct. And, and But they'll put the bottoms of the cups. Yeah, they, so they put the bottoms of it, so it's a big, long snake of cups, and then they'll pour beer down in like a funnel, and someone will be drinking it down there. So it's kind of like this <laughs> huge, long, you know, thing. <laughs> It's coming out like a like a pipeline, you know. Exactly, exactly. Forty miles an hour, <laughs> sip of and, beer. Yeah, and they were like the prime time game on Sunday night, like the opening weekend <laughs> game, and so security there was trying to stop it, and uh, people were just furious, you know, that they're stopping because they, they think it's like their beloved uh, beer snake. And it's funny. First of all, it's watch. It's funny watching the security trying to wreck this snake in the I, fan. I in always. A f- <laughs> I love it when security has to be a killjoy. <laughs> like, you see the manager come right. up to the. You actually see, like the guy pull rank. You know, because uh-huh. the security guards are like, I don't get paid enough. 
to go tell <laughs> right. five thousand people and he's, that it their is fun's gr- about to end. Right, and he's got and, they, and first he asked me to put it down. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I talked to this guy. You know, it's just taking thirty rows, and so <laughs> so he's kind of reaching for it, you know, and they're swerving it away from him, you know, and, it's, and he's trying to he's literally trying to grab the snake of cups, you know. It's and so get, funny too, because because we have no respect for stadium security. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's I can not get that. like a cop where we're gonna obey or anything. Exactly. I can get that yellow windbreaker anywhere. Like, where'd you get that jacket? And so, um, so he'll knock down half of it, then have, then finally, there was, it was, it was like a real snake or worm, like we cut off half, it would still wiggle, you know, <laughs> like it would keep it's like going. animal control being controlled, like yeah. <laughs> exactly. So eventually, eventually they didn't get the snake. They're all booing. They're like, keep the snake. They're doing chants about the beer snake. I mean, half the game is about this beer snake, you know. <laughs> That's what I saw in the headline. I just right <laughs> beer snake debacle at the XFL <laughs> well, game. Yeah, this is where it gets good too, because after the deba- after they do the um, they could and everyone's furious. The alternative, which they which is which is hilarious. First of all, they're like, "Why do we got to do this?" And I'm like, "Come on, man! Like, guys, this is you know this is our opening weekend here. We have a contract with a- with ABC and ESPN. We're hoping they would you know going to pick us up. This is a kind of our audition here. We can't be having a 50 foot beer snake going around the you know <laughs> corridors." So their answer to it, which was which is amazing. This is which is also what the stadium. I bet you I can guess, but I want to hear it from you. <laughs> they served these drinks as an option at the stadium. There were uh-huh. vodka, vodka lemons that okay. came. That each drink came with a half of a regular of a lemon of an actual fucking like full size fruit, <laughs> like not even a slice, like a half of a lemon came with these vodka. It was like this special like kid drink that they're trying to do, you know, to make it fan friendly. So they everyone bought these things once the beer snake was gone, and you you know exactly what happened next. <laughs> projectile. It Citrus was projectile night. It, at the it just became a thing where the field's just getting launched with lemons, and at first the announcer was like, "Where did he even get these lemons?" Like people are like. Like, like, they, like an orchard's worth, <laughs> right? They're like, did they bring these? In? Like, obviously, they brought these in, right? It's like, it's like vaudeville in here. Like, what's going on? And then someone came. Oh, I'm hearing, I'm hearing. There's a special on lemons, you know. It's, <laughs> so they're yelling about. <laughs> That's hilarious. So they're learning it through there. Now it's become their. Now lemons are becoming their thing, and they're like, and they're trying. And now they're just going to smuggle in their own. Le- that, that drink, of course, got outlawed. <laughs> so now they're just trying to <laughs> smuggle in their own lemons. They're going to buy the booze there, but they're going to smuggle in their own lemons. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the thing where that stadium clearly. You know, it, it, I don't know what events it normally puts on. Maybe it puts right. on high school graduation. Sure. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's so they not just, ready They didn't this. have, like, the kind of expert you need. Like, uh-huh. whoa, 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 whoa. What drinks are you going to serve us <laughs> You're going to put half a lemon in these. Well, it's, we were told to have that. It's a new fan base. You know, we want to bring in the new Metro kind of style. Like, yeah, no. And, they, and they, they were, it was amazing. Like you said, it was like a harvest, like a half a fucking size. <laughs> You might as well have bourbon battery drinks or something. It was it's, it was insane. So they oh. might actually. So they, so they might just through even being worse brought this beer snake back. Fine, we'll let you have the beer snake as long as you stop <laughs> throwing violent objects at our players and the cameras. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, I am eagerly looking forward to uh, XFL updates from you throughout the yep. season. This seems yep. like a league I could get into. I'm kind of yeah. done with the NFL. But I, yeah. I think I'm I'm a prime candidate uh, for XFL. The water's warm. Come on in. The whiskey's yeah. warm here in the XFL. <laughs> and I love that. Like, you know, today we're talking about admonishments. And I love that as an admonishment. Like, guys, That's it's their season debut. Normally, your- listen, right. <laughs> we, we got four national TV games. OK, this is one of them. After this, we're streaming on some on Twitch or something like this. But come on. <laughs> the head of Disney's watching this one. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, let's move on to our show and our great guest because we have an amazing story and a great interview. One of our favorites. Absolutely. Longtime friend, Mr. Nate Craig. Sean Flannery, everybody. Give it up for Sean Flannery. Oh, Professor Flannery making alcoholism look. Fucking successful. It's he's a successful alcoholic. My name's Nate. It's good to be home. I haven't been home for Christmas in five years. The last time I'm from Madison, Wisconsin. The last time I was home on Christmas, 
I broke my hand in a fist fight on Christmas. Um, that year uh, was two years after I moved to Los Angeles, where I live now, and uh, I had a rough year. I was getting my, I was getting my feelings hurt in Los Angeles, <laughs> which does not happen anymore. And, uh, and so I wanted to come home. I, I came home, had a bunch of work. I had a whole winter break all set up. I was going to come home, and it was going to be great. I needed it. So, but the, I didn't buy my plane ticket until too late, so I had to get a red eye on Christmas Eve through Midway that landed at 3 a.m. on Christmas morning. Then I had to take a bus to downtown, and I had to kill a couple hours until I could take the train to O'Hare to take the bus to Madison, Wisconsin. Fine. Merry Christmas. I'm home. <laughs> I'm buying hot chocolate and sandwiches for homeless people. I feel like fucking Santa Claus. Let's do this. But finally, I get on the bus to Wisconsin, and I couldn't be happier. I, am, have, been, I have been up for at least 36 hours. I am not tired in the least bit. I cannot wait to get home. I finally get home, see my whole family. We eat Christmas dinner. I knock out on the couch for like 45 minutes. All of a sudden, my phone blows up because in Wisconsin, there's not a bigger drinking day than Christmas. So where are we gonna go? We're gonna go down to Paul's Club, the bar with the tree in it. That's where we're going. So I go down to meet my friends. I walk up on a couple kids I used to play hockey with in high school, uh, one of their younger sisters, uh, a younger sister of an ex-girlfriend of mine, and I know all the bartenders at the bar. Shots, shots, doubles, doubles, shots, doubles, shots, doubles. <laughs> Boom, let's do this, it's Christmas. I could not be happier to be as drunk as I am at this time. I'm loving life, we're all, go everybody in town knows each other, we're all gonna go to the same after party. Madison is a small town. I'm driving. <laughs> so we, all of a sudden it's bar time, we all decide we're gonna go, I'm with the guy whose house we're going to the after party at, so it's like, okay, boom, let's go. And we get outside, and my ex-girlfriend's younger sister's name was Erin, very, very beautiful woman. All of a sudden, I hear her voice say, I don't know you. <laughs> Which is not something you want to hear from a woman that you're out with. Any, anyone. You don't want to hear that from me. That's just not a, what makes that get said? So I turn around. I see this dude creeping her out clearly. Still, uh, did, you know, obviously did not allow I don't know you to end what he thought the interaction was going to become. So I put my arm around her, and I'm like, yo, well, she's with me, dude. And uh, I really didn't want any part of this dude. He was six foot. He was at least as big as me. I wanted no part of this fucking guy. He's alone on Christmas. You don't want that. So I'm like, I'm walking. He starts following us. And I had had a bad year. I was stressed out. I didn't give a fuck. I started motherfucking this dude. I was like, dude, you need to get the fuck out of here right now. Like, I'm a tough guy. On I punked out of so many fights in my fucking life. I am swearing at this guy like I know what I'm doing. I'm n I have no idea. You need to get the fuck out of here, dude. Merry Christmas. Suck my dick. Derek walks in there. Don't worry about it, Aaron. I got you. We're walking towards my fucking car. My mom's car. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy keeps following us, and I'm just like, dude, uh, you need to, you know, he was, it was a black dude, he had dreadlocks down here, and like, at the end, he's still following, he's just like, right behind, I was like, dude, last thing I said to him was, you need to walk the fuck on, homie. <laughs> you know, just to make sure something went down. So this guy fucking, that's, what, that's when he didn't like, he, wouldn't, he didn't want me to talk anymore. So he, uh, he came towards me and he's like, now I'm punching you. Which I have fought before in my life. I'm not good at it, but I have punked out of a lot more fights. But if somebody says that to you, I don't care who you are, you want to see if they can do that. Or you're going to punch me? Be all that you can be, dick face. Bring that shit to me. It was icy, he was black, I thought I had an advantage. And he swings at me, and I kind of duck out of it. He hit me a little bit, I had a black eyelid. Eyelid <laughs> was black. I got him out of the shirt, I pull pushed him. The little fucking white guy move. Pull push, <laughs> caught him, swung him back towards me, and hit this motherfucker in the face. Three things went through my mind. First thing was, that's the hardest I've ever hit anybody in my life. <laughs> 
Second thing was, oh my God, his dreadlocks just exploded. <laughs> like, poof, just a fucking cloud. Like, you know when the witch in the Bugs Bunny cartoons takes off on her broom and there's that cloud with just hairpins? It's like, his face disappeared. And the third thing was, oh my God, something is really wrong with my hand right now. But, the, but dude, he kind of backs up a little bit and like, He's not doing much. He's, he's trying to find a, a safe way to go down. Because I fucked this dude up real good. And, uh, and then I start trying to hit him with my good hand. And then I, he goes down, I get on top of him, and I'm fucking just wailing on this guy with my good hand. And that's when my friend Aaron stands up above us and goes, Nathan, it's Christmas! <laughs> People are from the bar or walking by, Jesus Christ, I think I went to middle school with that guy. <laughs> with my a good hand, which is not, I don't have, these are not, I don't have hands made for punching. I have hands made for borrowing my sister's gloves, okay? <laughs> these are not doing what I want, you know? So like finally, I get up off this dude and I'm just like, oh fuck, okay, good. And then we get, and we get the fuck out of there. I had enough adrenaline, I could have driven to New Orleans after that shit. And, um, and then the next day I woke up and, and fucking my hand was just a mess. This hand was three of this hands. It looked like I had stolen my hand out of the employee break room at Disneyland. And I put it up on the, fr and I, like, I slept through it. I, I, you know, like I was so drunk that I, I was able to get to sleep and I, and I woke and then I had to tell my mom what happened and she was so fucking mad. My mom was so mad. She, my, this is what my mom said. My mom was like, if they lined up all of the people that got in a fist fight on Christmas, you would be in a very unsavory bunch, my friend. <laughs> and she's right, she's right. Just a bunch of drug addicts and angry Asian people. All right, you guys, enjoy the rest of the show. I've been Nate Craig, thank you. And we're back out in the Blackout Diaries with Nate Craig, the Wisconsin hockey fighter himself. <laughs> the legendary fighter. Here we are, Visitor's Locker Room Reunion. Nate Craig, welcome, finally, to the Blackout Diaries. Yeah, it's about time you got a legend back in the I uh, know. We need a legend. The, the creator. We've, been we've, had, we've had him at the live show. So Nate has actually bailed out the live show like yeah. two or three times randomly in Chicago where somebody has canceled on us. Mm -hmm. And Nate, is, I just walk out into the bar Nate has not even told me he's in Chicago, right. and he's holding two beers, and then just gets on stage. <laughs> well, that makes sense. <laughs> it all makes sense. Well, that's the other thing. Trying to get you as a guest on this show, it's hard to uh, keep up with your Midwest schedule because you live out here in Venice, down here in LA. I'm like, oh, when can we get you? Oh, I'm doing a weekend in Wisconsin, so I'll be back in April, like in five months. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I lined up 400 one-nighters in a row in about 200 days. You're like doing a barn burner tour, but for fucking Wisconsin supper clubs. I get my money's worth. And, well, also, ideologically speaking, I mean, I just don't, I don't believe in blacking out. So that, no, it, explain it, that. I that, love that. This Dude, we would love to hear. Show, yeah, let's hear okay. this. this I, just I, don't, hear. I did not know this about you. Yeah, it's true. I don't. I believe that I, I've never blacked out. Uh, I've come close a couple times, but okay. I always am, as you put it, Sean. The the proteins in my brain are always synthesizing memories, <sighs> and <laughs> I uh, I just I I feel like it's something that 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 people say to not have to take credit that for all the asshole shit they do when they drink. That does sum up a lot of your theories, Nathan. If it doesn't happen to me, it can't possibly happen to anyone else. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> but this is the thing about blacking out. You don't know you've blacked out unless somebody else was there right. and has a memory of it and has told you of it. So I think what might be happening is you just have such a strong tolerance that by the time you black out, everyone else blacked out hours ago. Uh, and now there's this, no like this, there's no there's no corrector. The stenographer is dead in a ditch. <laughs> well, well, Nate, you are talking to uh, one person here, not me, who has done a one man show about the science of drinking yeah. and how the, why these things happen. No, and no, Sean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that entire that entire TED Talk of lies. That yes, Sean <laughs> TED Talk of lies is a great name for it. But like Sean, that. you want yeah. Sean explain to him what the, the blackout actually is. Yeah, your brain, uh, Nate has seen this before, but your brain quits synth it, it 
can't uh, your brain has been slowed down so much that it can't make the p- complex protein needed for bonding long term memories. And doesn't so it, it's like you're basic. It's popped the tapes. But you, the, there is. And don't you say the, the brain makes a decision that you know this isn't worth recording. You're not going to want to remember <laughs> yeah, this tomorrow. Like, We're like, not going to need any of it. Yeah, yeah, trust me. You're you're not doing anything <laughs> that's going to be memorable. We're going to shut it. We're going to shut her down. We'll see you in the morning. We'll rally her. We'll try I mean, to I rally. There's, breakfast. But there's also I think there's two levels of blackouts. Okay. Uh, this is how I feel. Maybe, Nate, you don't agree. But, uh, you know, there's the one blackout that is, like, maybe the scariest form of blackout, which you should only hope happen a few times in your life, which is you go from having fun at to the bar to just waking to, up in a totally to, unfamiliar place. To Mexico. Place. <laughs> yeah, behind a wheel somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so just like tell that multiple, story. Yeah. yeah, travel decisions you have no recollection. Started in right. Kansas City, ended yeah. at yeah. the ocean. <laughs> Dumb luck that. <laughs> and it up. is often like that, right? Like when you do have that kind of story, you're never just waking up in your own bedroom. Like you're hearing like barge noise, like, <laughs> like you're hearing weird noises, and you're like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was sailing off to World War One. <laughs> just got real science fiction last night. <laughs> but then, <laughs> then there's the second form of blackout where you you need. Uh, like a, a transcriber, as you called it, mm-hmm. you know, where you think you you wake up the next day like, hey, that was fun, you know, I loved everything about that last evening, and they're like, oh, you don't remember yeah. this, this, or that, <laughs> right? You don't you don't re- realize the context <laughs> of all of your favorite your highlights from last night. Well, that was something last night, huh? Like, yeah, yeah, that was something. That's all. Is that all you have to say about it? <laughs> <laughs> what? It could have been that bad. <laughs> Taking notes. But you've never really blacked out. That's kind of fascinating. I, I have. I have not. I've come close to the. I've done the second scenario a couple times. Okay. And, okay. All right. Like and, maybe brown out, as some people call right, it. Right. Yeah. Like uh, like on my twenty first birthday, and this is a story. I don't know if I've told uh, either of you guys before. I um, it was in Madison. A bunch of friends came out, and my birthday's in January, so it was cold. There was tons of snow. And I remember there being like it was State Street. Madison's always been nice. It's never that bad. And in the winter, there's not like there's not homeless people up there. But it was just some straggler that I remember like heckling my friends. It was like, you know, a dozen Mm -hmm. people or so. And like, you know, half of them were girls. And I just remember this guy being bad energy. And I, I feel like I remember this entirely. Okay. And and so he he comes and he starts following us and I wanted to make him stop following us. So I turned around and like the guy like came up to me aggressively and I remember just quick like two-handing him in the chest and just dropping him. Like it was slippery, I dropped him and then mm-hmm. we walked away. And then the next day my buddy, who's also a fucking drunk, told me that I beat up a homeless guy the <laughs> night before and I think that he just wasn't I just think that that, that yeah. nobody else that I noticed that this guy was following yeah. my group of friends and I turned uh-huh. around to handle it and nobody else was really noticing it like I noticed it. Uh-huh. And I feel like I knew more details about what was happening than anybody else. And so, I, you know, that <laughs> one of us. I was will right. I will say I will say in your buddy's defense, the story we just heard that you recorded has also similar vibes where a guy of uh, uh, with dreadlocks or say of color uh, was following you in your group. I, I, I mean, this I, time he was giving a girl you're with some trouble. So you also hockey fought him too. After you like you like these home these, these home field advantages. Well, yeah, you're on your home court there. You're, right, you're best on ice. <laughs> your right? jersey grabbing, your ice slipping. You know they don't know how to handle that. You and only then, uh, fight in a in a three month window when snow's on the ground. I mean, <laughs> seems like that old Hulk, that old bit about the Hulk. Don't get him angry. Like, well, maybe it's you, Hulk. I mean, like you're the one. It seems like you're you're seeking out these people. I, this has happened so f- rarely in my life. We are <laughs> your listeners to your listeners. That makes sense. But in reality, uh, this has happened very rarely. Yeah, I, I will say, Nate, I have never seen you. It's always I, interesting. I'd say I'd say you, you've you've attacked and assaulted 85 percent of the minorities in Madison, Wisconsin, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the Madison minority this, population. The, 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 Granted, the there's only my, two out of th- it's two out of three. Now, but... This is a white guy. This I know for sure. He was a white oh, okay, guy. OK, OK, OK. Fair, um, en- fair enough. Just, but yeah, it, it's <laughs> hilarious control, for me to hear these stories. Just to control always, some of the messaging. Well, if, yeah. if it was a white homeless guy, then he deserves it. You know what? <laughs> if, if, if anything, you were telling... 
<laughs> oh done. my god! Get your acting gear. There's he no was, way you should be here. He was not a homeless guy. You have all the advantages. Um, it was fucking seven degrees outside, and he was out on the town. <laughs> That, that is true. There's fighting out fighting in those Midwest cities is definitely different. I remember I was so, I was in Minnesota one time. We were coming back and there, there was a couple of drunks about to go fight and they're like they're you know doing that dance where they circle around. You want to fight? He goes. He goes. You want to fight? All right, let's take this inside. He says because it's cold. <laughs> like let's take it inside because <laughs> it's too damn cold to fight out here. Let's duck, let's duck into the entryway to this yeah. bank right here. <laughs> let's gather some heat lamps around let's, and let's, uh, yeah, let's bleed so on each other in comfort. Settle this like normal men. <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, your story there. Uh, you you broke your hand, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. How did you? So did you go to the ER? How did you figure it out? Ooh, I woke up the next day and my right hand was about three times the size of my left <laughs> hand. And this is Christmas Day. This is Christmas Day. Classic, Christmas. classic drunk mistake using a closed fist to fight. And then you, you hurt your hand more than anything, really. I. Uh, you think I should have open hand slapped him? Well, I've, there's a lot of things you should have done instead of what you did, but <laughs> but, but sure, yeah, use the use the palm, you know, use the, the, the palm. You can you come up. Come I don't know. I can't remember the version of the story you guys just played. All right, he did hit me in my face. First. He said he, he called, you said you had a black eyelid. I he did. Kind of gra- had a black. Kind of grazed you. Yeah, black he eyelid. Grazed me. He grazed me. <laughs> but I mean, it was. I mean, he was trying to do. He was, there was bad intentions. Right. And so and, sure. and so, what did not, you do for treatment for the hand? We're saying. Well, immediately I could see that, like I could see through the front of my hand that my, that I broke my, my, the, whatever it is, metacarpal. That's mm-hmm. it, that's in okay. the, so my ring finger on my right hand, the bone yep. in my hand, the hand hand part, the meat of the hand, this bone <laughs> right here yeah. was like, on, okay. I could see it on the, on the palm side. I could see it was, there was something wrong. Okay. And I was like, that hurts. That's bad. And so I woke up the next day and my hand was just a fuck. It looked like, it looked like, uh. Like I was like I was a, a Disneyland mascot with the gloves on, you know, like it was just a, <laughs> you had a hamburger help. Yeah, a hamburger helper going on. It was a balloon hand. Dude. Yeah, it was yeah, bad. yeah. All right. <laughs> and uh, and so I came, you know, I came into the kitchen and I, to- I told my mom about it and I showed her and she just was fucking as 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 much as my mother cares about me. She was fucking furious. She was. Yeah, she was. She she, she reacted like she'd be fine with an amputation. She was just like, <laughs> if, if she, I swear to God, this is my mom's first line. She goes, if they lined up all of the people that got in a fist fight on Christmas, you would be in a very unsavory bunch, my friend. Mm, yes, you would. My friend. I like how she called you my friend. Said my friend. She did. That is a Not my verbatim son. quote. Yeah. My friend. Um. So we, we you told, I, I believe you remember telling me you went to your friend Jesse to check out the x-rays of this uh, hand, Ooh, who, yeah. who doesn't really. Jesse obviously works at a hospital. He works at an ER, I imagine. Yeah, my friend Jesse is a, he is uh he is the owner and operator of Sondell Veterinary Clinics. Oh, veterinarian. Madison, okay. So he's a vet. <laughs> okay. like, like somebody who got shot in a mob robbery. Yeah, <laughs> take, him down the, take him to the doctor down the You know, the one down the street. Well, he definitely has an x-ray machine. I mean, the x-ray machine doesn't know what species No, oh, I agree. You, Save, you don't want to go to a ER. I mean, ER is money. Uh, don't ask, don't tell what species you are when you're, you're at. <laughs> so, uh, the, so, the x, so they say you have a broken paw. They gotta maybe take this to the. Uh... He he turn he does it all turns it all, sideways looks at it from every angle. He's he's geez Nate, you gotta see a specialist. And, uh, so, and by specialist, I mean a human doctor. <laughs> someone that's what, at least yeah, a dentist. Someone who specializes in someone with a vertebrae, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! And so uh, so I did. I went and saw a specialist. And, okay. uh, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. He took it care was, of it, obviously. It was so, busted. I had a partial dislocation in my, uh, uh outside my, you know, the boxer's fracture where yeah, that happens yeah. on the outside. This bone yeah. out here was mm-hmm. partially dislocated out here. And then this one right here was, was sh- completely broken in half in the middle, like at an angle, all sharp and jagged. Mm-hmm. And, um, so they had to put pins in my hand. 
They put yeah, they pins in bo- through both bones to hold the one in place and then the other one mm. in place while it healed. Like Dave Craig or something. Three pins sticking out of my hands like that. They say that's the worst like part of your body to break because there's like 10,000 bones in your hand. Yeah, you know, and yeah that that's, that's like, why they're really specialists, right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I, I, cru- I crushed a bone in my wrist. Your, the smallest uh, bone in your wrist is called the uh, hamate bone. It's like the size of a fingernail, and I wow. absolutely crushed that. Now, that, that's that's a double whammy because I'm, I'm, I imagine you didn't get the girl that night, and you broke your wrist for the rest of your vacation. That's not a. <laughs> I wasn't even. That wasn't even. It was just a friend. I was. I was. There was no. It was an ex. It was your ex's sister, Aaron, right? Yes, it was my ex girlfriend's sister, Aaron, and she and and some dude was, was she, just creepy. Was she out. not impressed about you being chivalrous and uh, punching was, a man with dreads with ice and breaking your hand for her? She was. I mean, her brother's a fighter. She and uh, we have a lot of friends that fight that have always fought. So she's not. She's familiar with that, right? That she, world. And then that guy, you know, hit me first. So my fr- and then my friend Carrie was there. He hit you first, but you called him homie first, if I recall, in the story that you played. So you can and and them's what we call fighting words. Yes, I did tell him <laughs> to walk the fuck on, homie, because yeah. he was saying some pretty <laughs> wild shit. He was saying some pretty I, wild shit. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that's the story that you he told. He was like on Christmas following us. Yeah, talking about no, uh, you know we did. Yeah, I'll fuck the shit out of your girl. This and that. Fucking uh, not. Yeah, it was terrible wild stuff. shit. There was fighting stuff. words well before homie came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of things were happening that shouldn't have been happening on Christmas. Ho- that's what homie we do love was, about the story. Ho- homie was more of a. I agree with you. Maybe right. we should do something about this. <laughs> and then he and then he he was on the other side of a a snow yeah. mound at that point. He he came around the snow mound. He oh. says, "Now I'm punching you." He gave me fucking five step warning. <laughs> which was Get your useful, cameras ready cuz now the next which part I of the needed, story, which I needed. Right. <laughs> it it helps it helps with the story almost. Yeah, okay. It kind of does. <laughs> I do like we we enjoy how uh any situation, that's what kind of this theme of the show is going to be where like everyone like universally the third parties outside say just say a certain phrase that means this is inappropriate. And this one being, guys, guys, it's Christmas. Oh, and that was happening during the funny. She <laughs> screamed it at me as I was straight up going like a Christmas yeah. story on this guy. <laughs> because he went down. Oh, Ralph, right. You're going went, Ralphie he, on him. He went down like he was out on his feet kind of. And he just kind of like went down slowly like forward. Like he yeah. like helped himself to the ground. And then he was like on his face like covering up. And I was like, I had one good hand left, so I was sitting with my. I was literally on this guy's back, trying to hit his face from the, from you know, and from the side. Right. And Aaron, God bless her, yeah, screams. And I mean, there's people walking. It's bar time, so there's people yes. walking by, and she screams, Nathan. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> oh man. For crying out loud. And I, I, I love. That part of the Midwest when, like, I, yeah, I'm kind of past that age where, like, that post-college age where yeah. when we ba- went back home from the holidays, all we did was binge drink yeah. with right. all yeah. our, like, old sure. buddies. Yeah. But every time, you would just, outside of every bar, you would see something like that. And I love yeah. that it didn't stop anyone from still going into the bars and, like, this, <laughs> this won't deter our night yeah, no, at all. No, 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 We expect that. Yeah, do you, you know, remember, do you remember if you made damage. that after party? Do you remember if you made that after party? Because that's where you were, you were heading towards the after party from uh, the bar. We got to the after party. Yes, um, with the hit damaged hand. And I and I, and I out came the bag of peas. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to make a show out of it. Yeah, bag you of peas. Make show. I mean, I needed yeah, yeah. no, dude. I needed a bag of peas. Like my, my hand was in so. trouble. It hurt. I was like, I almost threw up. It hurt so bad. I, I'm actually surprised you're able to fall asleep on it. You must have gotten pretty liquored up to even be able to sleep on that. That's mm. a good point. I did fall asleep and I woke right the fuck up uh, the next morning yeah. and mm. was like, okay. I'm just very lucky all around. Yeah. Very lucky that that <laughs> that I didn't. When did you sever a get fucking to- you know a vein big enough to fucking have my hand cut off? It was right my right hand, dude. I, I that was so you. You went to see an actual human hand doctor Christmas Day then? Yeah, I uh, I guess that was <laughs> I guess human I, hand. It happened. Human doctor Christmas. for a human so the hand. Day, the twenty sixth. I, yeah. I see the veterinarian the yeah. the uh, the morning of the twenty sixth, and then I and then I go. And then I go. So I don't even know why. I, I I, did, did you go to the Did you go to the ER? What's that hospital like on Christmas Day? 
I did. Yeah, that's where I'm going to. I want to. I want paint us a picture because it's obviously people who have things that cannot be delayed. It's an uns- coming in. It's I, an I, unsavory this, bunch, know. my friend. Yeah. It is an yes. unsavory bunch. <laughs> line them. Line them up. <laughs> this is Craig. So would paint say. us a picture of what that's like. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. Uh, whew. Um, I got in. I, all I remember is that my 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 buddy Brian, who I played high school hockey with, was a physician's assistant. And he mm. was just like, what the fuck did you do? And he like was looking at my hand and he was like, you know, looking at my hand and you could hear there was a little bit of clicking in the wrist. And he was just like, he, I heard it. He heard it click. And he was just like, oh, boy. And then like <laughs> The doctor comes in and they schedule they schedule a cons- consultation with a hand specialist. And luckily he was available the next week. I mean, I had to get this done now. Like it was yeah. a, it's yeah, a broken yeah. bone. So I have to get this done somewhere now. And, you know, everywhere was out of network for whatever shitty insurance I had. And sure. So that, that was not under I re- new, Blue Cross was not underneath the Christmas tree that uh, that year. Yeah. No. <laughs> I remember when I broke my back, like I went back to bed and I woke up and I knew something was wrong as well. And I went in and one of the things I'll never forget was just like how funny the ER is when all the drunk injuries come in because, you know, everyone is injured. But nobody knows how they got injured. Like no one can like kind of uh, answer the questions. I'll forget. This is actually Steve Steve O'Brien's. Uh, this is his story. But I don't know if you guys remember him from Team Submarine. Yeah, of course. He, yeah, yeah. He, he went Team Submarine. One time had a had a gag where they were gonna uh, break a um, flower pot on like their partner's head Ooh. on stage. Uh-huh. And they went to a magic <laughs> shop to buy like a magic flower pot that's yeah, made for it. But it sure. turns out this dude just was a cheapo and he was selling real flower pots. <laughs> so he just knocks his partner oh, out on man. stage, just like concusses him on stage. He had, they, like, they have to go, like it's a midnight show yeah. at IO. They have to go um, to Cook County right. like at 1 a.m. when all the drunk Ooh. injuries are coming in. And he says, this one dude... This one dude, like, so it's all these, like, bro, like, financial dudes and, like, salmon shorts and all that. And their one buddy is just unconscious and bleeding from the head. And they're like, we're going to have to do brain surgery on him. And I guess he passed out and hit his head on the way down. Oh, And they're shit. like, we're going to have to do brain surgery with him. And the anesthesiologist is talking to his buddies. He goes, listen, the, the problem is I can't give him anesthesia until I know how much alcohol he's had. Because mm-hmm. I have to adjust the anesthesia based on the alcohol. So can you try to tell me to the most exact amount possible how many drinks has he had? And I guess the bro looks at him and he goes, pretty solid amount, dude. Yeah, pretty solid. <laughs> <laughs> In medical terms, pretty solid amount, bro. <laughs> and that's for Chicago like that. improv. So. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, well that's you're out amazing. on the road all the time, Nate. Uh, CJ was talking about how you're always in Wisconsin. I mean, there's got to be great drinking stories from being out on the road all the time in the characters you meet, right? Oh, God. Um, I, you know, Weren't you telling me about, like, the tour manager you were at? What was his name? Like, Billy Soda Water or something like that? You were you were telling me some crazy stories about him, too. Oh, no, no, no. Club Soda Kenny, that's Bill. That's Burr's oh. tour manager. Okay, he, does, yeah. he doesn't drink. He's His name. Oh, yeah. His nickname is Earn. That's why he's Club Soda Club Kenny. Club Soda Kenny. Kenny. That's, a great, that's a great nickname. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, I mean, my my my. The, well, he stopped drinking of, too. Bill, Bill, you when you say Bill, you mean Bill Burr. You, you tour and open for Bill Burr. Yeah, a lot. He doesn't drink anymore country. either. So and yeah, right. He's now Club Soda Bill. He's Club Soda Bill, and I, I, you know, I, my the they, the times of like going out to going to random parties. You know, when right. people, nowadays somebody says we're going to a party or we're going to a bar, like at a club. I'm yeah. like, absolutely not. Right. Whereas right. back in the day, <laughs> I'd have been like. Let's fucking ride. I was just going to say that 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 week of uh, Christmas when you went back and when you did break your hand, did I'm sure that didn't keep you in. You still went out, right? With that, uh, uh, with, a da- I, with a damaged hand that week. I mean, I had to cancel a bunch of gigs, but the following weekend was New Year's Eve, and I did go out for a drink. There you go, Eve. right yeah. back. You rally right back. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that it was the day after surgery, and my 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 local anesthetic was just wearing off. I could I could I could kind of flop my hand down like this on the table <laughs> it should not have been yeah, it was that's hilarious i mean I, i've been i'm very lucky in my life <laughs> i love it 
I love it. Nate, well, thank you for joining us. It's about time for coming out here in the Blackout Diaries. We have tons of other stories yeah, we'll get to. thank you so much, buddy. Of course. You, why, don't you go ahead, why don't you go ahead and tell the people how they can follow you and everything else that's going on in your life. Oh, boy. Uh, NateCraig.com for all my tour dates. I'll have a special coming out shortly, uh, Platform To Be Decided, live at the Green Mill. We taped it at the Green Mill in Chicago. Yes. Um, the, uh, I've, I've seen I've seen parts of it. It looks amazing. I can't I can't wait to see the whole. Well, thing. he's always uh, handsome, Nate. Always looking sharp. Unlike Stanley's buddy, that, this is an appropriate nickname for handsome Nate. It's not yeah. ironic. And <laughs> always in a suit, looking sharp, and just the, just the the photos alone from that Green Mill special looks incredible. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Hopefully, it lands somewhere. And then I'll be at uh, Doctor Grins in Grand Rapids last weekend in March, April first. I'll be nice. uh, in uh, Las Vegas in April at Brad Garrett's. Check NateCraig.com. Winnipeg in July. Let's do that. Perfect. NateCraig.com. Nice. So stay away from that uh, ice fighting up in Winnipeg yeah, yeah. or Grand Rapids. Winnipeg. I, mean, I don't March, want no part of Winnipeg. That could go either way there. No, Winnipeg. Boy. That's Winni- then I'm I'm on. Uh, that's a road game for me. Winnipeg. Yeah, Winnipeg. <laughs> Winnipeg, like, even arrested cannabis makes fun know. of Winnipeg. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Winnipeg. there is nothing going on in Winnipeg. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know one guy from Winnipeg. I know two guys from Winnipeg. And one of them's an underwear model that could whoop the shit out of all of us. Yeah, Winnipeg's a wild <laughs> city. I kind of, it's. I mean, that's that's like a Buffalo, but even but 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 much grimier. Flat. Of, Burr had of, a hilarious. The first time I ever went there, I worked a theater with Bill. And yeah. he's, his opening riff. You know, he gets on stage. He riffs right. for like 10, 20 minutes on the town. Or whatever, uh-huh. and he's just like, I've never felt so safe landing in an airplane. He's like, anything could have gone wrong with that plane. There's so much, so much area to land on. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing out there. It's nothing. incredible. It's, it's the <laughs> flattest. It's it's so it's so flat. You can see the Earth round down. Winnipeg, the, Winnipeg Manitoba, the, we're you, the flattest. <laughs> you see, you see the trees get shorter on the horizon. <laughs> All right, Nate. Well, thank you for joining us in the Blackout Diaries. All right, fellas. Thank you. Yep, we'll be back after this. And we're back on the Blackout Diaries. Sean Bear Flanner with CJ Sullivan. We're talking admonishments, Santa, (laughs) fight, Christmas. We're all over the map here. Nate had it all. And we said Christmas does have a lot of those, because obviously there's a lot of drinking going on during Christmas and holidays. And festive turns into hostile pretty quickly. (laughs) Especially when you got a lot of... Yeah, uh, and we want, in our head, we want that not to happen. Even though it happens at all other drinking events, we're somehow hoping (laughs) that the spirit of Christmas Christmas will prevent us from just, like, collapsing into that but it always happens yeah we start out very hopeful for sure <laughs> even like <Yeah>. just driving <laughs> even just driving you said yeah even just driving i remember even this year i remember i was just driving to my sisters and like and like i, I let someone in front of me like just like like cross and this guy behind me just honk like what the fuck like mad that i let someone come in and i even gave back like it's christmas like what do you do what's your deal <laughs> Like let alone normal human decency, just on Christmas in particular. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and then they go, "Yeah, I know that's why." But there was one time back in the uh, uh, back in the day, I had my one buddy. Any, anyone who one buddy events um, their their tradition on Christmas Eve, they would call it like whiskey Christmas Eve, or whatever. For people who didn't have families, they would all get together and they'd have like they get okay. a motel room or something and did. Everyone had to bring a whiskey. That was the only prerequisite, you know. No gifts. You just had to bring your own bottle of whiskey. You can see where the, where these things went, you know. <laughs> so go all night. And then uh, one time I was with them, and we were driving back like 8 in the morning or something, but it was from an all-nighter, you know. Not the guy dr- okay. driving drunk, but the one uh, someone would come and pick him up and bring him, mm-hmm. you know, just drop him off to a couch somewhere and get to a house. So we're driving, and... Uh, Pretty whiskeyed up, that the car was at least. There was a couple of them, and then someone cut us off in uh, in an intersection there, and it was a lot of yelling at each other, you know, just and screaming, and it, and it escalated very quickly. And it just came to like, what, what's going on? You know, like you know, one guy's driving, and the passengers want to jump in, or what? What that yeah. guy say? Yeah. You know, this has nothing to do with yeah. you, and you're dealing with a bunch of drunks <laughs> anyway. <Sure>. Yeah. <laughs> so they started immediately. They get out of the car, and all of a sudden, like, wow, this is really escalating. Like getting in the car, and they're coming up, and the, and the other guy gets out. And he's about to yell, and they're about to, to tangle, and then 
other like no, we're stopping traffic. This is the middle of an intersection, you know. But it's mm-hmm. but it's also pretty empty. The roads because it's it's seven in the morning. It's the holiday. Yeah, it's yeah. Chris. <laughs> it's literally Christmas morning. Supposedly the happiest time on earth. <laughs> Not even the night before, you know, or or afternoon. After this. this is yeah. kids going down the steps. You know, Santa's yep. just getting out of there. And it's just Christmas morning. Sunlight hitting right. the stockings. Absolutely. Exactly yeah. what it was. Still morning do. And finally, you know, it was, it was cursing, like hood slamming. And then, like, one guy just pulled up, stopped, and, like, uh, I'll never forget. He gets, out, he gets out of his truck, and he just yells at everyone, guys, guys, guys. And, like, and everyone kind of like stopped like a cartoon, like looked at him and was like, it is Christmas. I don't care what this is. And he just says that. Like, no, but he's this motherfucker. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It is Christmas. And like there was like this collective, all right, all right. Well, he, he does have a point there. <laughs> and he's like, all right. That's what I you love about back it. it up. Right. It sometimes works. Sometimes those one-word admonishments. And you 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 alluded to this earlier in the intro. It's like there's no way he could have contextually uh, rationalized with yeah. you guys. Like where no he could have said like you're not you're not saving any time. Yeah. None of that would have, that would have all fell right. There was no hearing logic. He had the right of way. Any of this, he's, yep. you, you didn't signal and any of that stuff. It's like listen, I don't. That's what he said. I don't care what this is, <laughs> where this came from. Yeah. I don't care if he owes you money or something like that. It is Christmas. This is not <laughs> happening <laughs> right here. <laughs> And it was. It was just a collective. Okay, let's just move on throughout throughout our day, and uh, we'll try. We'll try I, I it again next love, year. <laughs> I almost want to try and do that as a strategy when I see fights. Yeah. It just like maybe even make up a yeah, holiday, yeah, right? <laughs> and just see if I can get enough of a pause in there for them to calculate it. That's not you know? bad because it'll make just as much sense as what they're saying. You know, they'll yeah, look, they it's, ca- it's Canada's Independence Day, fellas. <laughs> <It's, laughs> we, we can't be doing this. <laughs> You're going Sunday. You're going. To, uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> he does have a point. I don't know where it started, but we can't finish it like this. But yeah, it does. Like I mean, um, it ends up in chaos with the way we drink mm-hmm. uh, during the holidays. And this is a story out of England that I absolutely love. This is probably the most chaos I've ever heard. Okay. It's a bunch of drunk Santas inside an army tank. This is the actual headline from the Daily Star. Caused total chaos as they storm into a Brit village. (laughs) They actually got into a combat tank somehow, CJ. (laughs) Santa's in a tank. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look at the picture now. This is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, and this isn't, like for any of our listeners, and we'll post the the picture here, this isn't like... um, I mean, this is an actual functional military tank. Yeah, this thing's huge, and they're dr- <laughs> and these Santas are driving us down this narrow road, looking for a pub. It says, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I think they might have stolen it from a group of war reenactors. Mm. Um, Why well, can't? Yeah. Oh no, no, there. That's just the star making fun of them. But it says a group of boozy Santas found themselves on the naughty <laughs> list when they tried to drive a tank. Found themselves on the naughty village. list. Basically, yeah, it's a war crime. Yeah, it's a several people filmed the hilarious scene, which shows the festive group struggling to move their army vehicle and being being told off for trying to drive it through the narrow streets of Angarok. The stuff we allow people to get away with just because they're dressed as Santa. It's beyond diplomatic immunity. Right. I mean, these guys are you fucking know, it's, it's carnies a, running around. It's, it's, it's like we're treating it like it's the real Santa. It's like, well, he is immortal. He is a god. Oh, Santa. Don't let, the, don't let Mrs. Claus see you doing that around here. But, yeah, I mean, like, making jokes about the naughty list and everything. I mean, like, they could have. If they were any more competent at steering this, they would have ended that village. Like, they <laughs> right. People. They would have heard it off. They'd already smashed cars, it said. It got stuck. There's a video of them getting freed because they stuck it in this narrow road, and there's cars parked on the streets. <laughs> Listen to the, the police chief who uh, stops him. Uh, this is his exact quote. You cannot come in with your tank. There are cars parked there. You are not going to get through. <laughs> <laughs> They weren't even charged with anything. There were no arrests made I like this. after the Santas left the seat. I like this. One of the Santas, <clears throat> not the driver, but who was visibly drunk, argues with the traffic warden about about being allowed into the village. <laughs> I like if I know we are allowed to do this. Our sleigh has to come through. There's a lot of a lot of boys and girls depending on us. This tank is massive. 
There's no way it's from a war reenactment. This is like off a military base. This is an actual tank. Yeah. <laughs> this is not street legal. It certainly wasn't one of the saddest. <laughs> yeah, and everyone says, I've seen it all now. This is funny, these funny jokes. about Someone's getting coal in their stocking this year and are also getting a G5 military hand grenade. Um, <laughs> Listen to this. Apparently, this was the final tank, and this is where they abandoned their efforts. But mm-hmm. they also tried to get into pubs in St. Ives, Helston, and Red Ridge. So it almost is like Santa going from town to town here. Right. <laughs> uh, Lisa Chard, who filmed the Santas during their trip through St. Ives, said there was a group of Santas in the tank. They were all very friendly and full of Christmas joy. They allowed people to take photos and let little kids have a a look inside the tank. Everyone loved it. They were lovely chaps. (laughs) We were talking about this earlier, too. Like... um what they let you get away with Santa too, like, the, like the, yeah, it's like the whole like Santa Con thing, like you know, I mean now it's you know it's like a lot of oh, d yeah. bags drinking, but like yeah, they're just they're fucking ransacking a town. Oh yeah, basically they in Chicago we have I think it's called the Twelve Nights of Christmas, right. and it's like now up to a thousand people dressed as Santa, and it's 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 like the vandals who so uh, sacked Rome. I mean like they're <laughs> they're, they're running around through town, <laughs> ruining everything. I, I think I might have mentioned this once on the podcast before, but. Nisi Lounge, mm-hmm. uh, which is what like my favorite bar that's in the Wrigleyville area, yeah. had to post uh, when the SantaCon made it to their bar. Like they, they, they were only there. SantaCon was there for like five minutes, right. not even probably five seconds. Like, okay, well, uh, we're gonna need a new toys for tot drives. Uh, Santa just vomited inside <laughs> our toy bin. <laughs> It's yeah, ruining everything. Stores board up like the fucking up. like you know. I mean, like the riots were coming through. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would recommend doing. If it's at any point in time during uh, the holiday seasons, mm-hmm. and you're a criminal, you should just wear a Santa Claus outfit. <laughs> I know, and it's like. They do. They come. They're like drifters that come in your town. These Santas, you know, and they work the malls or whatever. Like, and that's like their scene. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and but if they wear the outfit out, they're like, ah, there's, you know, you just everyone just jokes around with them. There was another case, and it, and it cuts both ways. There's another. There was another case in Los Angeles where uh, some dude was dressed as Santa, got completely drunk, was arrested for disorderly mm-hmm. conduct, and the L.A. sheriffs took photos of them and posted them to social media, which you can't do. Like, your booking photo can be publicly released, but, right. like, uh, uh, police officers can't just take photos of you passed out in jail and post it on social media. But, so, like, all the civil, like, libertarians and all that are like, you know, we need to fire them, we need to discipline yeah. them. Like, they're, whole, they're like, listen, it's hilarious. <laughs> right? It's a drunk scene. Yeah, I mean, okay. come on. <laughs> I didn't tag them. It's not like that, but it's just something that's funny for our Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's one of the one of the one of the perks of the job. Come on, we got to work Christmas. This is what we get. We get to have a fun photo like this. This is hilarious photo. Even you have to admit it's laughing. All right, it is funny, but (laughs) um, but there is so much drinking goes goes on Christmas. Go ahead, Sean. Well, there's so much uh, uh, drinking that goes on around Christmas. And another thing that I wanted to tie in with this. uh, Speaking of like military adventures, our Uh own country. Yep. Was perhaps founded on wouldn't this exist. kind of uh, yeah it wouldn't exist if it weren't perhaps for Christmas drinking when Washington crossed the Delaware to fight the British he mm-hmm. knew that it was mostly um, German mercenaries who would party on Christmas Eve so when you know he crossed the de- you know that famous photo of him crossing the frigid so river. so when George Washington crossed the Delaware famous crossing yes. the Delaware Christmas morning Christmas uh, yeah he, I think he went in the middle, yeah he went in the middle of the night during Christmas. Freezing was conditions. It, it was it December 26th? It might have been. No, no, you're right. Um, he he crossed. It was like Christmas yeah. Eve night, well, basically Christmas yeah. morning, like in the mm-hmm. middle of the night. So, yeah. The 24th, 25th. And then, yeah. And the, then they got the trend. And then, the, it and then, must have been, yeah, the Battle of Trenton. They were so, the Germans were so hungover. <laughs> the U.S. forces captured a thousand and didn't lose a single man. <laughs> and that was the strategy. You know These guys are going to be fucking hammered. Yeah. And there's. <laughs> Germans just waking up and trying like, oh God, this is the last thing I want to do. This fight. What are these guys? They're f- <laughs> and they just gave themselves up. They didn't even like die. It was like why not? It was like two hundred soldiers took like a thousand 
like prisoners of war. Yeah. Oh, you got a you like, got a bitchin hangover. Right. You're, you're gonna load a musket, a musket, and like. <laughs> I'm the, sure these guys have that process. Yeah, I'm sure these guys have water and bread for us somewhere. I'd rather go with these. I'd rather go with these Americans. Yeah. You Why know. Am I fighting for England, anyways? <laughs> Right, you give you promise the Germans a beer, they'll flip like that. <laughs> so that's hilarious. Our greatest victory was timely because we knew they couldn't help themselves, and you have to drink during yep. Christmas. That's pretty smart. And I, you know, maybe there was somebody there yelling it, like like uh, I, I would like that, like the as Washington marches in with his soldiers, like there's just a German there yelling. Come on, Christmas. right? What is? You yeah. can't do that. I thought we had a <laughs> a truce, don't we? I mean, are we are we not gentlemen? Are we not men here? I know it's a war going on, and you're fighting for your country. I do love those moments where both sides of the war decide to have a truce for a moment. Like there was a thing I remember, like in Northern Ireland and England, they they stopped fighting during the Ali Fraser fight. Like, all right, just oh just, yeah, or the uh, wasn't there like an African Civil War where they stopped to all go watch a Pele game? Yeah, exactly. You know, a soccer game. Um, <laughs> I think there's together. been famous ones that were done for like concerts. I want to say one was done for like a Rod Stewart concert <laughs> or like, like a middle of the road kind of performance. And you do you do wonder if you're a soldier in that it's like we honestly can't negotiate a peace treaty. Like we were able <laughs> right. to like, stop the fighting. Yeah, we're obviously bending over backwards lo- lo- looking for common ground here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Rod Stewart does put you in a certain kind of mood, and it's not fighting. You know, he does the other thing. So I kind of, uh, I kind of agree with that. I agree. I agree. <laughs> not the Ali Fraser. That is one. a random fact <clears throat> that I know. I think it was in Brazil, the largest public event mm-hmm. ever conducted on Earth, like the most humans at one event. You know, a lot of people think it would be a religious ceremony or something yeah. like that. I'm pretty sure it was in Rio de Janeiro, and it was a Rod Stewart concert. <laughs> like 7 million people attended. It's like a ridiculous fact. I believe it. I, you know, uh, <laughs> I saw Rod Stewart out here in Los Angeles at the Hollywood Bowl. I've never been to Hollywood. I heard he puts on a show. He puts on a show. And Doesn't still- he kick soccer balls into the crowd? Because he wanted to be a professional soccer player. He used he used to really boot him into the crowd, like 50-yard kicks. And... Uh, <laughs> He got a lawsuit. I think there's a funny story. He broke. Um, Wasn't it a famous DJ's? Yeah, DJ's mom, mom. like Fatboy yeah. Slim or something like that. But, yeah. it was Paul Oakenfold, I believe, who's like this world famous okay. DJ. And and, and he right. got his mom a gift to go see Rod Stewart. And he kicked the ball and broke her nose. Yeah, he broke her nose. And I think he didn't even like apologize for. It. He's like, I don't know, that's a Rod Stewart show. You know, you gotta, you gotta keep your head on the swivel. Keep your head on your swivel. Your fans are eighty. You know what I mean, like you're seventy seven as it is. And so now he, he he went out there. He still has the balls, but he kind of just like those. He just kind of tosses them lightly out there. He doesn't. Gotcha. He, he doesn't do the full on boots. But he, and I would imagine there's no fights at this gathering. Absolutely if one were to not. Break out, you'd be fellas, fellas. It, it's a Rod Stewart. It show. really is. It is. Come on, we're Rod Stewart. It's about sexiness. It's about outfits. <laughs> and I went. I, I went um, to the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, I live by there. I've never been. And my one buddy, uh, Andy Wood, who's like in, he's kind of a, not a music snob. I know Andy. Yeah, you know Andy Wood. Smart guy was on yeah. Jeopardy. Uh, he's kind of yeah, like you. Know, has a music snob. Cheap Trick was opening, you know. And he want, okay. he want, he likes to go to concerts. He's like, let's go see. I really want to go see Cheap Trick. You know, let's go see him. I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. Tickets were like thirty bucks or something. So I'm like, sure. We walk up there and he goes, and I'm like, who else is playing? He goes, well, maybe we can sit, you know, we'll, we'll hang, maybe we'll hang around for Rod Stewart too. I'm like, why we hang around for Rod Stewart? He's a showman. He didn't want to admit that, you know, Rod Stewart was also part of it. And then, like, uh, so Cheap Trick was whatever. They were fine. They were great. But then, like, then as soon as Rod Stewart comes on, it, it's like, it's, I have a video of him just completely letting go. Like, you know, because you can't help yourself. You know, you're dancing. It's, you're, you're on this cruise. It's cru- great. I love Rod It's like you're on this cruise ship, you know, and he's, and he's doing it together. And I was like, yeah, you think I'm sexy. And, like, yeah. I have a shot. Like, yeah, maybe we'll hang around for me. Maybe hang around. This guy is a goddamn showman. Oh, of course. I, I love Rod Stewart because he is the most honest rock and roll star <laughs> that was ever created. Like, and he said this in interviews because, like, you know, right. a lot of music critics would take him to task mm-hmm. because his early stuff is highly respected. Yeah. Like what he did with the small faces. faces yeah. Even his first two solo albums are really, really uh, respected. Like every picture tells a story right. um, and so on. 
and then you know he just kind of descended <laughs> into like these easy to make sexy. You well, know. it was happening when, when disco happened. Like every band, no matter who you were, you had to throw a disco song out there. Like this is it. Like the Rolling Stones yeah. had a disco song. Everyone, you know, you just had to toss one in there. It's, it's, it's like I, I can, I can get into this, you know. <laughs> and he would be he would be forthright about <laughs> right. it though, because like you know people would challenge him. He's like, look. I wanted to be a soccer player. <laughs> I suck at that. Okay. I did now. I only wanted to become a singer to get girls. Right. I get them now. Mm. I don't care at all about the art. <laughs> like, he will straight up come out and tell you. <laughs> I believe it too. He goes, it's not even the top 10 biggest concerns of my career, the <laughs> art of music. <laughs> I believe it too because he he has he still has beautiful women up there on stage with him that like do he puts them to work like he has them like line dancing you know like playing instruments like leading a whole thing like I can't remember I don't think it was Andy but I ran into an L.A. comic once who used to be a bartender down near Venice mm-hmm. I believe okay and Rod Stewart had a place on the ocean yeah and he would come to the bar and he would like like get behind the bar and like make drinks for people and guest bartend and answer the phone and everything and apparently he was just like a whale of a time everyone (laughs) loved rock he would just like he would throw every all the staff would just get a hundred bucks just for being there and like always wear tight white pants he's just so funny number seven right yeah he's a marriage number seven he's so funny everything is glistening and like his his albums are absolutely ridiculous but it's rod stewart you know and everyone just loves it and then after the show uh whatever we, we walked down and then we uh we went to this bar, uh, Woods. It's kind of like this hipster bar, you know. I'm like, ah, I bet, you know, it's kind of close. There's not too many good bars in L.A. So we go there, and, like, oh. everyone from, not everyone from the concert, but everyone there was at the concert, but, like, hiding out, kind of like, I'm like, because when oh, I walked. they didn't they want to lose their hipster uh, credentials. Well, that's what I thought. I'm like, yeah, you're not going to see too many Rod Stewart fans here, you know. It's a hipster bar. And then, and then next to you, someone plays Rod Stewart on the jukebox, you know. And I was like, yeah, and I sit in, and like it's probably I was actually at the concert, and I was at the concert. Next thing I went down the line, I was at the concert, and every song was playing Rod Stewart in the bar. And I was like, Jesus, that's all I've been hearing is fucking Rod Stewart. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been the worst night of work <laughs> for months. And you just can't help yourself. You're like, ah, come on. You can't. I mean, it's great. He's the best. He is. He's the best. He absolutely is the greatest of all time. Oh, boy. Anyway, I think she's going to about do it for today. Well, no, I think we might have enough, uh, you know, if we want to close on one last Christmas story. I think we have time. You want to right. uh, yeah, close okay. on one last Christmas admonishment story? Because I think you've got a doozy. Right? That's true. We do have an admonishment story. I almost forgot about that. Uh, let's, before we do that, though, let's real quickly plug things. Okay. Um, remember to like and review us on whatever, whatever platform you're Wherever listening you're to. Wherever you're watching it. Five stars. Give a review. Go to a place you're not listening to. If you've already done that, yeah. log into one of the sites, Pandora. You probably got a password there from 2004. <laughs> and we don't care if the review's right bad, right. as long as it's five stars. It'd be funny, whatever your words exactly. are, whatever you, want to, whatever you want to say. We should probably give them something and to check out. To. Uh, got to check out uh, your XFL coverage, right? <laughs> yeah, my XFL Gambling Podcast on the XFL Gambling po- on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Also, my Bottom Line Bombs is on there, too. It's a, that's my main show. But uh, but the XFL is definitely becoming my favorite <laughs> with, these, with the, beers, sure, with the yeah. beer snake and the, and the crow. Um, and then for myself, uh, go to Sean Bear Flannery and order yourself a copy of the book if you don't already have it. Yeah, um, there it is. But, CJ, I want to hear because I don't think I've ever heard this story. I've heard your famous fight at a wedding story where your uncles got in trouble but i don't think i've heard the story that you're about to tell me which is a christmas story right well it's, it's very similar it's the one where we made the newspapers it was <laughs> I, i'm sure they did a lot of <laughs> different events, family reunions <laughs> right baptisms, you know, they all ended the same it was a holiday party i believe and there was a lot of cops there <laughs> in uniform you come from a family of cops right yeah all i have some, like cop. I have some cops i have some cops like one uncle was a cop your uncle other uncle was a bookie but also had cousins who cops and cousins who weren't married into cops you know so you, you cops but there's cops by marriage there's cops by blood you know there's a lot of cops being yeah. around um and with that with, with some someone like our family somewhere married and family a lot of getting initiated into and this was like a uh this was a holiday it was a christmas party slash sullivan uh party and um as one do, it, it was like people were stopping by for like in like still on duty in uniform, just like to, to mm-hmm. pay respects kind of a thing too. It wasn't just a normal thing. Mm-hmm. You might know, someone might have been retiring too. They, they, they we have to combine parties a lot too. Like well, well since we're sure. having, you know, since, since we're yeah. having a back there, you know, we can also just throw our holiday in there and then uh, yeah. 
we'll send we'll send Uncle Tom off <laughs> while we're at it yeah. since we have the back. <laughs> you have uh, when you're from a big family, you have to. Otherwise, you have events every day. Right. So you you really do have to consolidate <laughs> some of these. You know? Yeah. So it was a retirement holiday slash wedding. I think going <laughs> on all all wrapped into one, but. Um, some kind of half Hill McCoy thing. Anyway, a big fight spro um a big fight it was just, it was just kind of a fight, whatever, and it kinda of, it kinda of spilled out into the streets. It was like a lot of those like uh, start off respectable, take take this outside. But then it, this one like spilled out into the streets, you know. So much so much where but it was like early in the day. It was like uh you know, it starts not like two, but like, you know, you know, before it gets dark out, especially in the wintertime, like a fight. Broad daylight. Yeah, broad daylight. Not not when you <laughs> <laughs> you want your fight to spill out, right? You want to spill out around one o'clock, not your six o'clock, whatever. Yeah. Where still people are still walking yeah. back, shops are still yeah. open, you know. <laughs> so much where there's a lot of photographs. This is before camera phones, obviously, but there's a lot of like Johnny on the spot photojournalists. <laughs> they knew something was mm-hmm. going on there anyway. Um, but there's an amazing picture of this fight falling out into the street. Cops had to be get called on the cops, you know. So, so, the, so that was the scene. So, it was cops coming to arrest the fellow cops who all know each other, you know. But something had to happen because there's a window broken, you know. People were falling out, just falling out to, into the streets, and like so, it was. Just, it's an amazing photograph and an amazing headline in the newspaper that just said like, "This is where your tax dollars are going." <laughs> it said Sullivan Sullivan family party on your dollar, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> terrorizes town. And it was underneath, like, on Christmas. It wasn't on Christmas Day, but it was, like, Christmas nonetheless, like, like a, an, under the guise of a holiday party. But, it, but, it, but, <laughs> I'll never forget, I, Sullivan family ruins your tax. It's just, is wasting your tax dollars. <laughs> I love a party. That gets like m- multiple people fired, yeah. or, go- or governments have to like r- like resign, and new coalitions <laughs> have to be built, you know, or something like that. So, like, Solomon didn't make the headline, but Solomon was definitely in there. But the ta- your tax dollars, right? It's just a, someone has to explain all this, and it's just a picture of just these red-faced Irish uncle fucking cops, like you know, self-bandaging themselves with the like paper towel to the eye, you know, dripping blood. Obviously, they weren't hurting anyone else but themselves. Themselves going in there, but but obviously, but people on the clock it looked like because they were in uniform, which didn't help. <laughs> Tax dollars. Yeah, that newspaper is amazing. I can't. Uh, it's, it's not online, but my, my uncle does have a copy of it. I found it in his basement. I gotta get. We'll have to get that oh, on the Patreon. Get, once next we get time you're there, up. you got to take a photo. Uh, I will from your phone on that. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, All right, well, once again, we want to thank Nate Craig uh, for stopping by. Um, also, remember, we are live every Friday at the Lincoln Lodge, the Blackout Diaries live show. Yep. Uh, get, buy your tickets in advance because we have been selling out, and we will be back next Tuesday. Sounds good. A podcast, <clears throat> A podcast network.